welcome everyone to Matteo Franco Undaunted. Today I want to go over, I'm going to title the podcast, um, When is the Best Time to Take Ownership of Our Lives? And, um, you know, the little caption that I have for that is the best time for most of us probably would have been 20, 30, 40 years ago. Um, The second best time is now. And we need to start doing that. This year has been a perfect example of that. Um, all the way back in March and April when everything kind of got crazy. And, you know, it really show uh, one, one of the best things that someone's ever said to me was, if it's really yours, can someone take it? And that's a very fair question, right? And I think that got answered very quickly for a lot of us. Um, a lot of us, um, you know, businesses, um, our jobs, um, our health, right, with mask mandates and all these different things. Um, came out pretty quickly and a lot of people just complied, right? Versus, you know, no, this is ours. It's my health, right? Um, You know, this is my business, right? If people want to come out and choose to be in my business, right? That is their choice. It's not for government to overreach. Um, Government's not there to overreach for church, right? Why why are they separation of church and state? But good grief, um, right? If you're a believer, and if you're not, that's okay. And it's not to put my faith on you. Faith is a choice. But how can you believe in a God and say everything that you need comes from God, yet you shut down your doors to your community as soon as the government tells you? That doesn't make sense to me. Um, so a lot of it starts with extreme ownership. There's a really good book. I think his last name is Wilmington, but his first name is Jaka, um, which is a pretty cool name, I think. Uh, but he's actually a Navy SEAL. It's one of the best life principles that you could ever learn is extreme ownership. When things are going right, you should reap those rewards. When things are not going right, you should also uh, reap the results of that. And, you know, it's a, it ends up allowing you to live a much healthier and happy life, right? Um, you know, if I got up and like, ah, you know, darn it, you know, they're not, you're, they're not allowing me. That's the word I hear the most today. They're not allowing me to do this or I have to do this. Um, Those two words are very, very dangerous in the year 2020. I have to wear a mask. No, you don't. You choose to wear a mask, right? Whether you you choose to wear it because you think it's in the best interest for your health, um, which is your choice, um, even though evidence is stacked against that being true. And then, um, you know, people saying, you know, I have to quarantine. You know, all these different things they say they have to do. You don't have to do anything, right? You choose to do it. Um, But you also have to live with the outcome of whatever you choose to do, Um, right? So, you know, um, there's lots of different scenarios. You may not like the outcome, and that's why you choose to do a different thing. Even though you comply, it's going to be worse for generations to come, your children, your grandchildren, because you decide to comply. Like, how crazy would it be to... Be like, oh, yeah, you know, we grow up. And I'm not saying that this is where we are. We're dangerously close to it. Um, Looking at what's happened just this year, I never thought I'd see something like this. Um, But growing up in a communist country, um, I call it communist Kentucky here because of what is going on here is absolutely ridiculous. Um, But think about that for a second. Think think about, I'm going to preface this a little bit before people get disconnected. Um, Okay, so whenever you're looking at a problem, right, you want to look at the worst way it can possibly go the best way it possibly can go, and then center yourself. That's a great piece of advice. So the worst way it could possibly go is we end up in a communist country, right? 
And no matter if you're a teacher, police officer, uh, a janitor, um, garbage collector, a doctor, a lawyer, a government official, whoever you are and whatever you do, do you want to look at your children and say, um, you know, little Timmy and, and little Jenna, um, you know, that then they ask you, why do we live in a country like this? You know, um, you just tell them, you know, um, I was just doing my job. How often do you hear that? You know, I'm just doing my job. You have to wear the mask. You have to get your temperature checked. You have to sit six feet apart, which there's no research on that or data supporting that. That's crazy. Um, God forbid someone talks about the adaptive immune system. Um, but, you know, you just tell little Timmy and little Jenna, you know, you know, I was just doing my job. For me, that doesn't work, right? My kids will not see a country like that. Um, you know, I'm willing to fight for my freedom, um, for my beliefs, and do it in a way that is not looting destroying other people's property or businesses that have nothing to do with my beliefs, right? That's ridiculous. The best way it could possibly go to is you comply for a little bit and someone else solves your problems. And that is possible, but uh, it makes it a lot harder. And um, a lot of that control goes out of your hands. Um, it definitely makes it a lot harder because then we don't have a united front of people standing up for what they believe in, what they know to be right. And, you know, your unalienable rights as a human being, right? How is it that a mask, right? They say this, the government's not there to protect your health. Let me repeat that. The government is not there to protect your health. That's not their job. They've never, not one person in government has ever done an objective health study on me to see exactly what I need to not only get healthy, but keep me healthy. Yeah, all of a sudden they're going to point a camera at them and say, you know what? We all have to do this because we're all just alike, right? God forbid we all respond to gluten the exact same way. We all can't respond to gluten the same way. Why would we respond to injections or mask the same way? That's ridiculous. And there's so many people that just complied. And, you know, that's your choice. If you want to do it, that's okay. That is your choice. If you're doing it because everyone else is doing it, I highly, highly recommend you start to do some internal auditing and truly find out what you believe in and what you're willing to live for. Um, you know, that was a really good question, too, that someone asked me. You know, most people say they're willing to die for their loved ones, but what are you willing to live for? What are you willing to go to the gym every single day and work out for? What are you willing to eat, um, you know, home-cooked meals with organic foods and vegetables versus not stopping at McDonald's? Who are you willing to live for and what are you willing to live for? And, you know, so those are some of the questions I got brought to light in 2020. I think that's great. Um, one of the best parts about 2020 is it really exposed what should be really important to people. And, um, you know, I think that's really, really awesome. And I think it also exposed that, wow, we are vastly underinformed as a society um, when it comes to our health, when it comes to economics, um, when it comes to um, media, when it comes to this big tech, when it comes to all these different things, we're vastly underinformed because we've been watching the TV expecting someone else to look out for our best interest. And again, that brings it right back to the title of this podcast, Extreme Ownership. If we would have owned our life, if we wouldn't have expected these people to try to look out for our best interest, we wouldn't be in the mess that we're in today. And, uh, you know, one of the things I've been blessed with is getting a very good education in health. And that's your number one asset. So, um, you, right, people spend their entire lives accumulating wealth and spending their time to do so, neglecting their health. And then they get to retirement and they spend all their time and money now that they worked really hard for, try to get their health back instead of maintaining it all throughout. Um, so thank goodness I have that. 
And now it becomes down to wealth and time for me. How do I want to accumulate wealth and how do I want to spend that wealth and my time? And for me, it's serving people. I want to help more people get the same vision that I had, get out of their current uh, social economic statuses, but also live the best versions of their life. And the spot that I've realized beginning of this year that I am vastly undereducated is finances. At school, how much time, and I've been in, I was homeschooled up until middle school, and I spent the rest of my time through public school and eight years of post-high school um, schooling and education. So I've been in both systems, and I can tell you which one I prefer, and it is being homeschooled, right? I say this a lot, and it's nothing, it's not a slight against teachers. I love teachers. There's a lot of great teachers. I believe a lot of teachers should get paid a lot more, especially this year. The system that those teachers are in is very, very flawed. And um, it was very evident for me, right? At, at, at school, they teach you to read, but not to think, right? You have to think a certain way, and you get a grade that reflects that. Right? If you agree with the person that's teaching it or the system itself, you get a grade that reflects that. All right? But it doesn't teach you how to think. Right? How does it teach you real-life applications? How does it teach you how to balance a checkbook, how to balance your budget, what a P&L is, what a balance sheet is, um, why debt's bad? When you get a credit card right, and you go out there and max that thing right away, and then you have the uh, 23% interest, right? And let's say you spent that all that $20,000 on, let's just say, a ginormous TV and surround sound system. But now, because you don't actually have that money, you're not paying just $20,000 for that. So if the value of that's $20,000, now you're paying a 23% interest on top of that. So you're almost paying way, you're paying way more times the value of what that is. And we can take that for vehicle loans, student loans, the list goes on, right? And it's because we don't have that financial education. And so those are the two big things I really want to focus on with this podcast, as well as a lot of my content. So let's teach people to be educated in their health, number one. That's super, super important. Let's also teach people how to be educated in their finances. And now it's a matter of time. And a lot of that starts at home. Benefit of homeschooling, so my story, right? They told me, oh, I was falling behind in reading. I wasn't going to be smart enough. I couldn't read. And I remember them taking me back to this room. And they had me read a book. And I'm like, why am I going to this room? And it was this secluded room. It felt like I was in detention. And, you know, they had me read. And if I read, they would give me a prize. And talk about feeling stupid. I felt really, really dumb. I remember sharing that with, that, that's from second grade. I remember sharing that day with my parents and I hated that. And I still remember it to that day and you guys can hear my passion in that. I hated that. Uh, but luckily my parents pulled me out of school, which is one of the best things that they could have done for me. And, um, and we were homeschooled. And one of the cool things about that is for how homeschool was set up for us then, is we would have to read the lesson. So, right, you can't read, and that's going to be really challenging, right? But you have to read the lesson, and then we'd have to go execute and do the homework, right? But also, the nice thing about that is you got to build your schedule, which is how life works outside of school once you graduate, right, is we got to build our schedule. If we got up at 9 and we worked really, really hard and got all of our stuff done and we did it correctly, we were done by noon, and we are out doing things, playing with bugs, running around, getting dirt, on ourselves, building that adaptive immune system, um, playing sports, um, going to social events with our friends. When we did history, we got to actually go, when we were reading history of um, Civil War, we actually got to go to Gettysburg. We took a field trip there, which was sweet, right? We got to see the Twin Towers um, before 9-11. You know, we got to see all this history, the Liberty Bell, 
um, the Declaration of Independence, all of these sweet things, right, that you never would have got to experience um, if we weren't homeschooled. But I remember as coming back to reading is, you know, <laughs> I'm a second child, so, you know, I don't like being told what to do. And I remember I wasn't reading because like, oh, it's too hard, right? We've all said that as kids. It's too hard, right? Can't put on my shoe. It's so hard to tie them. Uh, we all see that with our kids probably nowadays. But I remember this. My dad said, you're not going to eat until you finish your reading lesson. <laughs> and let me tell you, I learned to read very fast. <laughs> um, so sometimes it's about motivation, right? And then and you're seeing that with kids. Kids are kids, right? They're smart. They're innate intelligence, right? They don't have a lot of educated intelligence when they're born. They actually have zero from the day that they're born, right? They have innate inborn intelligence that carries out proper function of their body to keep them alive and functioning. But they're learning, right? They're sponges at that age. They're learning and they learn how to get away and work the system. And if you have kids, you know exactly what I am talking about. But as a parent, right, the metric of your success as a parent shouldn't be how well your kids are um, from a young age, but how well they turn out to be when they're 30. So I think that's very, very important. And it starts with understanding Kids need to understand discipline, right? Um, there's different ways to go about that. We're not going to get into that. That's not the purpose of this podcast. They need to understand discipline, and they also need to be motivated, right? They can't just say they're not good at it and get a participation trophy, right? If they're not good at it, they have to work at it. They need to understand hard work from an early age. It doesn't mean um, forcing them into something that doesn't make them happy, right? They should be have that creativity, but they also need to learn basic skills, and, you know, they have to learn how to work hard. That's a crucial skill in life, and we need that. Um, so a lot of the problems that we're facing as a country start, A, first of all, with ourselves. That's extreme ownership. And then taking extreme ownership of our families and our household. Um, if we can do that, um, and imagine other families doing that too. Imagine what your community would look like if every single person and family did that. That would be awesome. And then it starts with education, right? Being informed. And a lot of people... I mean, and I don't understand the, the the policy well enough, so I'm not going to speak on it from a policy. But with what we have in the world, with YouTube, we have all these different channels, right? If I don't know how to do something, I can ha you can think and ask a, a a smart device, and it'll read it off for you how to cook specific things, right? Or if you don't know how to connect your TV, or you want to know how to start a podcast, you can search all this stuff, right? So um, we live in it a day and era where there's lots of information, but it's a tool at the end of the day, right? That tool can be a very bad thing or it could be a very good thing depending on how you use it. And so I think with education, right, um, there's a lot of good resources out there um, today and they're getting better. And I know there's lots of things that are censored. I totally understand that. And people are trying to rewrite history and all this different stuff, right? That's stuff that we can't control. So it comes back to ownership. Let's look at the things that we can't control. Let's understand our health. Let's make the best decisions for us and our family. And health is something that you can pass on to uh, future generations. And it starts with information. If they know where health comes from and how to maintain it, that's something they get to pass on for generations to come. Same thing with wealth, right? You always hear that wealth is passed on generationally, not riches, right? Eventually, people run out of money, right? If they don't know how to accumulate that money, keep that cash flow, eventually it's going to run out. So wealth, again, it starts with education. And I'm not talking just about the school education I'm talking about um, reading books. How many of us read books regularly? You know, they, I think the quote used to be there's uh, CEOs uh, of big companies would read up to 65 books a year. And, you know, how much are we reading? How much are we bettering ourselves each and every day? 
you know, and I think that's important. How often are you spending time bettering yourself, truly bettering yourself? Um, watching Netflix, unfortunately, does not better yourself, right? Um, so you got to spend time bettering yourself. That for me is gym, devotions, reading books, connecting with people, having real conversations. There's so many times um, that I just have conversations and it's like, well, I, you know, I really didn't know that. And that gives me something to think about and I'll go read about it or something and get better informed on it because I like information. I love to teach. So you have to be a good learner if you love teaching. And then also I like living the best version of my life. And that starts with information um, and then going out and attacking every day, being on attack mode, not waiting for the day to come to me. Let's go out and create something today. Let's create something each and every day. And how I measure the success of my days to close out this uh, today's episode is, did I get better today? And am I better today than I was yesterday? If the answer is yes, great. I'm going to learn from the challenges of that day. And then when I wake up the next day, it's what can I create today and how am I going to get better? And you do that every single day. Um, and then you also make the best of every human interaction, building relational equity. Um, maybe I'll talk about that on my next episode. Um, but relational equity, right? Um, if you can pick up the phone and call all these different people, Tony Robbins, Gary Vaynerchuk, Ronnie Doss, Stephen Furtick, um, all these different, Robert Kiyosaki, you go John Maxwell, you can go through the list of these people, right? Is that more valuable than me having to know every single answer on every single topic, right? That's really hard to do. So knowing people that you can trust that have your best interests, that is of extreme value. And you can be one of those people for someone else too. So think about it that way. If you take extreme ownership of your life today, move forward, get informed, and be a beacon of hope and light for other people, and be in their corner and help them. You're going to get better too. Your life's going to get better. And we're going to change this world one life at a time and start in our household with ourselves and with our families. And we'll make this world a much, much better place every day, one day at a time. Have a great um, day, everyone. Appreciate y'all. Um, shoot me a message. You, you guys got me on Facebook, Instagram. Um, I'm on Parler, uh, Twitter. And trying to think of anything else, you guys should always shoot me a text or a call too. Appreciate y'all. Have an amazing day and God bless.